This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. The Buck Sexton Show. Thank you for joining, Tom. Great to have you. What's up? Good to be with you, Buck. Thanks for having me on. All right. Rex Tillerson, former ExxonMobil CEO, and some very interesting exchanges today on Capitol Hill with the Senate, uh, including one with Marco Rubio. We're going to play some audio and dig into this together, Tom. First, here's Rubio v. Tillerson. Hit it. But I am not willing to make conclusions on what is only publicly available or have been publicly reported. None of this is classified, Mr. Tillerson. These people are dead. Uh, political opponents are your dead. Question was, your question was people who were directly responsible for that. I'm no. not disputing these people are dead. As goes on to quite some length here, Rubio then talks about how Putin is, a, or asks rather whether Tillerson will say that Putin is a war criminal. Tillerson says that he's withholding judgment on that until he sees more information. It was very testy between Rubio, who's a Republican, and Tillerson, who's Trump's nominee for Secretary of State. Is this just uh, scoring some points for Rubio, I think, Tom? Or is, is there some real concern here over Tillerson's approach to Russia? I think what you're seeing here is Rubio trying to put himself in a position of being uh, the the sort of counter-Trump on the Republican side if uh, something more tangible comes out vis-a-vis Trump's relationship with the Russians in a nefarious way. Uh, but I also think that there is a real functional difference of opinion uh, between Team Trump and the Republican majority in the Senate. Uh, and I think that comes down to uh, what Trump has said about Russia, but also more particularly about, in the case of Rex Tillerson, some Republicans believing that look, this is someone who is just too close to the Russians for comfort. And so there's this philosophical divide that I think is very genuine on both, you know, from both parts. And I don't think it's going to get addressed. I think this is this what we're seeing here is the beginning of something uh, rather than, you know, something that will go away after the confirmation. And what's your assessment of Tillerson and Putin and Russia? Do you think that there really is there there there, there should be concerns that he's going to be too cozy with the Kremlin? Is is that something that's overblown in your mind? I mean, I, I kind of wanted to get your full assessment of where you stand. Yeah, well, so I listened to you and uh, John Schindler uh, talking earlier, and, and you know, I, I thought it was great. But one of the things I might disagree with you slightly on, Buck, is that I think this stuff to do with the, yes, we know from this report that there are clearly things that are materially wrong. Um, but I also think if you consider that the, the source for this is supposedly a reliable former British intelligence officer, the British are already concerned about their relationship with the Trump administration, the British government. And I suspect that if they really thought there was totally nothing to it, to this, uh, that at least some of that material was not true, the British would have put a lot more pressure uh, on this former officer. Can you speak into the phone, Tom? We're kind of losing. I don't know if you're on speaker or something, but it sounds like you're, you're, right, you're that, calling in better? from 50,000 leagues under the sea or 30,000, whatever, 20,000, however many leagues it is. Go ahead. Yeah. So um, the, the point I'm making is that because the intelligence officer, former intelligence officer, was responsible for that, 
uh, dossier uh, is, you know, supposedly credible. At least the USIC have found that. And I tend to think that the British government, because of his essential allegiance to the British government, would have put a lot more pressure on him or at least come out and disavowed him uh, if there was not something in there that they think can be corroborated by other sources. So, look, I think we have to just as, as you know, the facts need to, to push us forwards. But I wouldn't, um, you know, rule out uh, some more. Uh, surprises coming uh, before or or after inauguration day, and certainly in policy terms, uh, it is concerning that that Trump is so, uh, I think, keen to try and build this relationship with Putin. Because on the facts, look, he's been getting his briefings now. On the facts, the raison d'etre for that rapprochement is cooperation against ISIS, and and the Russians, functionally, I write about this at NR today, uh, you know, have not had any interest in really attacking ISIS at all, and that that's kind of easy to see. I mean, they can give them targeting data. And on the issue of sanctions against Russia, this is one of the major sticking points that's come up already in the course of, of this confirmation hearing. And they're asking him about this. And, and he was CEO of Exxon. And he keeps saying, to my knowledge, we never we never oppose sanctions on Russia. Uh isn't that something I feel like that you'd know as the CEO? I don't think that's an I, I don't recall kind of situation. I think that's a you would know. Yeah, situation, I think. Right? Yeah. So you have your intelligence ears up. Look, I, in legal terms as well. Right. That, that is very obvious. Um, hey, Mr. You know, very high profile attorney who has been with me for a while. What do I say here? Because this is, could get concerning. But you're right. If he wants to put that away, he can be definitive. Um, clearly, I think there is some past story there uh, that, that, you know, that's, that's a secondary point to, to the potential liability Trump has on this Russia issue. Um, and again, I actually think that is something um, Tillerson, you know, the Trump stuff may, as John said, as, as you said, maybe we never know. Maybe it's murky. It's the wilderness of mirrors and, and we move on and or, or at least we we sort of compartment it. But I think on Tillerson, I think on this stuff with ExxonMobil, um, you know, this is stuff that will be to some degree provable either way uh, because of how major corporations uh, like Exxon operate and the necessity, even when they're trying to be a little bit more sort of shadow world, the necessity, the bureaucracy, they can't really escape it, right? There are too many people, there are too many documents, and at some point it ultimately comes out. So I, I think, yes, you're, you're right. He is hedging there in a way that um, should perk our ears to possibilities beyond the public eye. I do like that when he's asked about climate change, he says that this can't climate change can't be used as a means of putting the U.S. at a competitive disadvantage vis-a-vis other countries. Uh, I, I, so I, I'm with him on that. I mean, I guess if anybody's going to stand up to the climate change hysteria, it'll be a former CEO of an oil company. But uh, on this and also on TPP, he says he disagrees with Trump. He likes TPP. So you got him on the one hand just making me excited because he's not being uh, browbeaten and pushed into a corner on climate change and also breaking with Trump on TPP and, and some of the economic policies that Trump has said he wants to push. So I think that's those are on the in the positive column. I think absolutely. And look, one of the interesting things here is that you have in Trump someone who, you know, some people would say, look, he's making these comments uh, about Russia uh, that he gets very upset if people criticize him. But in defense and at state, he has clearly appointed in the form of um, Tillerson, at least on that trade issue, 
Um, and it matters at uh, defense on the Russia issue, people who quite openly disagree with him. And I think the interesting thing as well is that, you know, on that um, climate issue, this is something that Trump can own because it is something quite tangible that if they removed some of the regulatory burdens uh, on, for example, allowing energy companies to invest in short order instead of the Dakota pipeline. If people Google Tom Rogan Dakota pipeline, I went into great detail about the just sick hypocrisy from the left there and how it destroys jobs. Uh, but, but look, you know, President Obama's climate accord with China uh, is celebrated by the left. But it is the climate change counterpoint to that ludicrous deal he signed with Xi Jinping that they wouldn't cyber spy on each other. And of course, the Chinese just completely ignored it. And the Chinese have agreed on climate change. This is the fact that at 2030, you know, they will um, try and take efforts to reduce emissions. And, you know, unless you have binding stuff with these nations, with their very different political structures, you know, their power is an end unto itself. They're not going to do any of this. So you're right. It is stupid to, you know, it, 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 playing Russian roulette with one person, is it, which essentially has been President Obama's uh, climate policy, doesn't make any sense, even if you believe that climate change is a serious concern. I also think it's somewhat unfair, the line that's getting out there in different versions. But uh, what's his, uh, Menendez, Senator Menendez, did a, said something along these lines of, well, you know, doing deals is different from doing diplomacy. Well, yeah, the guy was in the private sector. That shouldn't be uh, a considered a, a disqualifier or a disadvantage. Uh, I know because I worked for the federal government, a lot of mediocrity in government. In fact, it's the primary. If you're looking for the primary characteristic of uh, federal bureaucrats, it is it is sort of the the, the lump in middle in terms of uh, ability. I mean, there, there's a lot of. Uh, time and grade and slow things down and you know who's good well it doesn't really matter just show up uh don't, I think don't it's, rock the boat some, yeah look and that? i think that is good sorry no i was saying don't you know the idea that you don't rock yeah the don't boat rock the boat, boat. A- ambition is punished i always tell people that yeah. ambition you know in the in, in, the, in, in the civil service and articulated and the the alternate is true in the private sector because that's there's a sustaining profit incentive, um, both for individuals at the junior end and, and the top end, at least in the best companies. So I think, look, for me, uh, Tillerson's business background uh, is good with the one caveat. It's positive for state, which is a bureaucracy that always needs reform and vigorous reform. And actually, foreign service officers who tend to be liberal uh, would wholly agree with that. And the the only caveat I I say is that, you know, what does ExxonMobil have any um, countermanding interests that would not be, for example, good for a secretary of state trying to push a tougher line on Iran, for example. So we shall see. But on paper, I think Tillerson today, there are these divergences. Clearly, Tillerson can't openly say, I think my boss is an idiot on Russia. Um, I don't think he thinks that, to be fair to him. But. I, I, look, I think it's not unfair to say that the Republicans who criticized Tillerson today or challenged him and Tillerson in his responses uh, both have things that we can you know, take as positives. And that the actual, again here, if we link this to some of the concerns people have about Trump, today was a good example of the American system of government in its exceptional nature, that the legislature and the executive balancing each other out and finding uh, at least – you know, a, a greater ability to give the public uh, knowledge and awareness on issue. I also thought this was it was interesting to see that there were those who were pushing the line that, oh, no, 
Trump is pulling all these senior diplomats out of senior diplomats out of the State Department, all these people, all these ambassadors. And, and, and that was part of the, oh, anything Trump does is bad. I have to laugh. Anyone who knows anything about the State, State Department is aware of the fact that lots of ambassadors are big donors, are just politically connected, know nothing about the countries they're in, really, or nothing really substantive, at least before they take the job, don't have a Foreign Service background, per se, and the Deputy Chief of Mission is often the career civil servant who has been in the State Department for decades, who's really running things, uh, and that this was it was all going to be okay. I mean, initially, oh, Trump is pulling all the diplomats out. What's going on here? A lot of these people basically bought the position and they don't really know anything right. i used to occasionally yeah go ahead no i yeah exactly i mean you're 100 percent right I, I had a piece of opportunity lives on this about i think three weeks ago you know people can google tom rogan cronyism trump and i was saying look trump trump uh, functionally he should get rid of them all of those political positions and and put in uh, talented uh, foreign service officers who have been willing to you know buck the bureaucracy and be creative uh, and proven themselves uh, because the best State Department officers, as you know, with the best CIA officers, uh, have the reputation of being very skillful. They get promoted and they get kept on, uh, not because the bosses like them. On the contrary, the bosses don't like them for shaking the bureaucracy, uh, but, but they're just too good to get rid of. And, and so those are the kind of people that I think Trump uh, should promote. But yes, I mean, it, it is ridiculous, the, the idea that somehow these Obama appointees, the man who was going to change Washington, President Obama, double down on that uh, patronage system. I just hope that, uh, well, I hoped that Trump would actually move away from that system and, and you know, into to a better one. Yeah, I, I would agree. I don't think it should be considered normal, and it, and it has been up to this point. So I can't cast blame on any one administration that if you donate a lot of money, you get a senior, you, you can be a appointed senior ambassador to whatever, or not senior ambassador, ambassador, the most senior State Department position in the country to, yeah, okay. I mean, we're not the Bahamas. We're not going to invade it anytime soon, and there's not really a whole lot of foreign policy you have to worry about there. Other than we hope that the resorts stay open, but other places, even they have this, and I think that it's it sets a bad uh, it, it sends a bad message that we have this sort of patronage system in place. But I thought it was funny. Oh my gosh, Trump is doing this, and then uh, you know the left wing writers and all the websites realized almost in unison. Oh wait a second, everybody does this. <laughs> this is normal. So the, the Trump scare continues. Tom, uh, where's your latest up on National Review today? You know, it, it, it's, it's just it's one of those things where you just see the, the hypocrisy coming forth and you understand you know, why uh, Trump supporters um, are so skeptical. But, but look, the, the problem Wait, is— Wait, i got to just get your—where's your latest piece, Tom, because we were going to a hard break here. Oh, okay. National Review uh, today? So, National Review and Opportunity Lives. If you just go on either of the homepages, you'll see it. And uh, NR is on Russia and Trump, which is, I think, is quite objective. And Opportunity Lives on Obamacare repeal. All right. High five. You're the man. Thanks, Tom. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. 